Welcome back to YouTube with the boys. So we have a fantastic episode on YouTube stealing huge streamers from Twitch and offline TV going to Japan. And if I'm not going to go in, if I'm going to fall off, I might as well fall off on YouTube where I get paid. So. So at mo this point, most people know about the streamer war. It's been going on for a while. It started with companies such as Mixer and Facebook in the mix. But now it's just between Twitch and YouTube for the most part. And YouTube has had some huge signings in the past. They took Courage, Valkyrie, Ludwig, Saikuno, Dr. Disrespect, Team the Tapman, and now they have taken two more huge wins. Number one is Lily Pichu, offline TV member and someone who was streaming for 10 years on Twitch. And the other is Myth, former top Fortnite player and now just great streamer. Let's get into them. So, let's talk about the Lily pick first. Um, I would think it was announced probably like maybe like four days ago at this point. Um, Lily, uh, six days ago, released a video called My Big Decision, in which um, she decided that announced that she was going to YouTube. And why this was kind of funny is this came a single day after a video called 10 Years on Twitch. And, um... I find that, I don't know, it was just kind of ironic that we saw that go right after. Um, but yeah, she's on YouTube now. And I mean, I would say that this makes sense. Um, lately, we've kind of been seeing a trend where um, we kind of not offline TV like streamers exclusively, but a lot of people associated with offline the offline TV group have been... Going to YouTube, we've seen Valkyrie on YouTube, Saikuno on YouTube, even Ludwig on YouTube. Uh, yeah, he's not technically associated with offline TV, but he does interact with them quite often. And this is kind of, not kind of, this is very big because YouTube, I said this before, is starting to form pockets. And what I mean by that is by forming and kind of poaching streamers all within like distinct communities, you take away any reasons that that viewer would go on Twitch, right? So let's say you are a big kind of comfy streamer watcher. You like to watch chill comfy streams for popular streamers. If you watch Saikuno, it's, you probably know about Lily and you might be into the same comfy streams. But when Lily's on Twitch, you know... Um, you may be like, oh, okay, well, if Lily's on Twitch, let me just go check on her for a minute, and boom, you get pulled to other streams on Twitch. Now, if both of those streamers are on YouTube, you no longer have to go to the Twitch website. They're taking away reasons for people to go on that website, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. And the same also goes for that FBS category, right? We had um, Tim the Tatman, Dr. Lupo, Courage... Dr. Disrespect, all on YouTube. And now they pulled over Myth. And now they're trying to take, you know, some major FPS streamers. Oh, why do I need to go watch FPS on Twitch when I have all the FPS streamers I already like on YouTube? That's what they're doing. And I believe in my mind that's the strategy they're producing. And I, I think they're doing a great job at it. I think targeting these streamers specifically is a very good idea. And then I think it's going to turn out really great for them now of course with switching over there are a lot of you know stipulations as we have seen with Ludwig there's definitely going to be getting used to it 
but I think we're going to see a lot of success. Uh, Ludwig has already rolled out his extension that he uses uh, immediately with um, Lillian Myth, and I think that we're just going to see a rise in then um, YouTube's hopefully stream quality. Like they're going to be a, a lot more easy to use um, and just have a better interface. And just in, you know, the content that is created by creators. Uh, I didn't get to see an exact clip of why Lily moved, but Myth was kind of along the same lines where he felt wanted at YouTube when he wanted to do big projects, which is why I think that most people moved. And money's good. That also helps. Um, But that was a big change to the streaming game. And I really hope that we see um, Lily and Myth succeed. I will keep you guys updated on it. And now, hopefully, with all these people on YouTube and Twitch, we'll get to see some fun YouTube versus Twitch content. You see, Editing Mac had a pop-in for a moment, because I forgot to talk about Myth's announcement video, and it's just something I need to mention. And yeah, the editing was super cool and all of that, and it was a good video. But the dude, like, his, like, first and, like, last statement and stuff like that was, like, decisions have made me who I am. And it was, like, sad in a really, like, intense like, like an emotional way. My life, decisions have made me who I am. And I'm like, bro, no shit decisions have made you who you are. Decisions have made everybody who you are. And I, I love Myth as a streamer, and I think he's a good guy. And it was a well edited video, but I was like, this has got to be the dumbest, most basic concept. Yeah, like, the, the whole purpose of a decision... Like, he's, like, changing the outcome of something and picking one side over the other. That is directly going to affect who you are. Yet, decisions have made every single person on this earth right now who they are. Like, it was just such a silly statement that I was like, come on, man. Like, you had to, like, you must have had some team. I don't know if you wrote it yourself, okay, but, like, I feel like someone could have helped that along a bit. But he self-admitted that he thought it was a bit cringy, but I just needed to point it out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, but another big kind of news kind of event that is happening lately is offline TV and um associates, some friends, uh, have headed to Japan. So Japan is not the easiest country to get into currently. Um, I think they're still pretty um intense on the tourist restrictions, so they're going on like a very specific tour to Japan. Um, but they're going nonetheless, which will be fun. Um, and it looks fun. Because a lot of them are posting content about it. And let's get into that. So, initially, they came out with a streaming schedule. And the members who went are Lily, Michael, Broden, Skara, Toast, Masayoshi, Sidneyon, Jody, and then also Celine and Ray. I think I got all of them. I had some crew, and they're going like the specific tour, but it looks like they're doing a lot of fun things. And initially, they came out with this, like, um, kind of, like, very intense schedule about how much they would be streaming and all of that. And I think what they began to realize is that, like, oh, maybe we actually want to enjoy our vacation. And also, sometimes IRL streaming is not the best. Um, And I, I do think that 
that shows a lot about just streaming culture. I think that a lot of times we place a lot of expectations on people. Um, you know, we want to see different parts of the world. It's true. I want to see what you can do with Japan. I want to see all of that. But you don't want to take away someone's fun. You know, you don't want to take away the joy of relaxing, the joy of a vacation. And I think that early in, the kind of offline TV started to realize, hey, you know, maybe this is not the best for our, you know, mental health and all of that and trying to stick to these strict schedules. You know, maybe we could just enjoy the vacation a bit more and that seems to be what they want to do. Um, Yeah. Um, And I think they're doing a good job of it. Um, they've done some streams here and there, and they've just been kind of chill and all that. But, um, yeah, I kind of hope they give themselves a break. Um, I also have seen, um, some vlogs from Sydney on. We're going to Weave Island. Very excited. Woo! She's super excited about Weave Island. Wait, what? Like, no. I watch yeah. mainstream anime only. Not discriminate. I'm not a weave. Yeah, Toast's not a weave. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Did you know that Toast is a huge weave? I saw Toast in a Pokemon t-shirt, so yeah, Toast is a huge weave. No, no, no. She's done kind of, I think, daily vlogs at this point, which that's been really enjoyable. Um, I think that that kind of is probably a better medium than streaming because you still get a bit throughout the day, but you're not on live. So you can cut things out and you don't feel like you have to be a consistently on. You know, you don't feel like your personality has to be constantly up and running, which I think is probably nice. Um, and those were really good. They went to like Pokemon Center, made sushi, all of that. It was a really enjoyable to watch them, and I think um, I'm gonna enjoy to see more content. Um, I I think that like with trips in general, a lot of content can come from them. But again, like I said, we gotta be careful not to push these streamers too hard to the point of extinction, because uh, at the end they are all human, and I, obviously they get views from filming this trip and all of that. But you still want the trip to be fun, yeah. Um. But hopefully, like, offline TV themselves, if Broden's there, get, like, maybe some videos down or some other things like that. Like, just doesn't necessarily need to be, like, full-on produced. And I don't want them to be forced into certain events and feel like they have to, um, like, you know, I don't want them to feel like they have to switch on and, like, not be themselves and not enjoy themselves, but it would be fun to um, get some cool content from it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm also, I think, going to um, keep this episode relatively short. Um, don't want to stretch it too far in here. Um, I did want to say, leave a small bit in the end to talk about Technoblade again. Um, for those of you who don't know, I made, um, Techno Boy Tribute, like, two weeks ago. It was incredibly successful. But what I kind of did not see coming is I got a lot of amazing comments from it, um, about what Techno Boy meant to people. So I thought I would read through some of the reviews and hopefully, you know, some of everybody's words from different countries or whatever can, you know, give you some peace and help us all remember him more. Um, yeah, so first we'll read, um, just some from Australia, um, from So Long Nerds himself, Technoboy Never Dies, that's true, from Robuxless, 100 episodes, Rip Technoboid, you will live on forever, continuing on, from Scrap Baby 343 um, 
I love this podcast, and I'm a big Technoblade fan. Uh, and he helped me with my year 11 test. So when he passed away, all I could do was cry. And I still cry today. Technoblade is the best Minecraft of all time. Yeah, he really meant a lot to everybody. And it's kind of really cool to see not only like people create things about it, but you know, just everybody's response to it. All these reviews show, you know, the reach he had. Um, from dogs. We all love you, Technoblade. Most recent episode for me right now hit me hard. At this point, um, I already saw Technoblade passed away, but the way everybody's just talking about it makes me want to cry more and more. And he was amazing. He was just great. I just can't get my head off it. So, rest in peace, Technoblade. You're the GOAT. We all love you. Goodbye, my blood god. The blade, the god, the person who was already defeating God in PvP. You weren't supposed to die. From Cloudcat MC. From the end, end, end. Goodbye. Goodbye, my blood god. The blade. My hope. I'll miss you. Your memories will never die. But I know you are alive in heaven. Techno. You gotta be. From um, Turtle 10234. Blood for the blood god. Good podcast. And yeah, seeing this kind of outreach from everybody has made an impact on me more than I thought, you know. I knew that it, you know, probably would get some views. But um, I got really sad that first night when I listened. And then it really didn't hit me again until I saw the out support in the comments and the reviews. I was like, wow, he really did have an effect on people. And it kind of just showed his reach and how deeply that he connected with everybody on such a personal level.